Hey guys, this is Jonathan. Before we get started with today's show, I want to let you know that there is humor in today's episode that is of a PG-13 nature, as opposed to the normal kind of PG humor that we go with. So, while I'm confident that there's nothing in here that your high schoolers haven't heard, there may be some things in here that you don't want your 8-year-olds or 10-year-olds listening to. So, I wanted to give you that heads up in case you typically listen with kids, and from here, you can make your own choice. All right, it's a fantastic episode. I'm very proud to bring it to you, and let's get on with the show. Recorded live in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Trivial Warfare. More than just a pub quiz, Trivial Warfare is your gateway to a worldwide trivia community. Join your hosts, Jonathan. Take these broken wings, it's Mr. Mister. Broken wings. Son of a beasting. Chris. I thought it was about a tree falling. I thought I was talking about a person going down. Oh, no. No, Really? (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) Carmella. My vodka's telling me that no, they didn't. And the answer is yes, they were in 1854. You lied to me. Ben. Jonathan was literally, he was literally about to break things. He wasn't kidding. He was about to get it from his desk and destroy something valuable. (laughs) And the rest of the Trivial Warfare Army for another week of fun and games. Now here's your host, Jonathan Oaks. Welcome back to another episode of Trivial Warfare. We are the podcast that takes the pub quiz out of the pub and brings it home to you. My name is Jonathan, and I am here today with Mr. Chris Hollister. Hello, Chris. Jonathan, how are you today, sir? Man, I'm pretty good. It's a day after work. I know, right? Afternoon, it's, evening, right yes, now. Yes, it's just, it's a little weird. Glad you're here, though. Yeah, you know, thank you. I appreciate it. It's it's twilight. We got dusk in the background. It's sparkly a, vampires in see, the background. See, there you go. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no sparkly vampires. No? No, we got, uh, we'll buffy their backsides. All right. All I don't want to buff any vampires' backsides. Oh, all right, Ben. Ben is here in the house. Hello, children. <laughs> is it Salisbury Steak Day? It is. Salisbury Steak Day, children. With some love gravy. <laughs> wow. That's not good. Oh, my dad. That's not good I think all. I got to leave now. Yeah, right? <laughs> this is weird. Oh, man. All right. And our special guest tonight, for the first time ever, even though we've been trying to do this for a long time, Kira Leach. Hello, Kira. Woo-hoo! How's it going? Oh, we are so good. We're glad you are here. Oh, so am I. So am I. Kira, tell us about yourself. Tell us where you're from, uh, what you do, and tell us something that you are passionate about. Well, I am originally from Napa, California. I now live two towns over in Vallejo, (laughs) California. I am an animal care specialist with Six Flags Discovery Kingdom here in Vallejo, California, which is also what I am passionate about, animals and animal conservation. I take care of roughly 75 individual animals, ranging over 20 different species. And our main goal is just keeping their species on the planet and educating people as much as possible, which is what I do on a daily basis, weekends being our most popular time of the week, which is why I can never be with you guys on the weekend. (laughs) So, Jonathan, we've had a lot of really cool occupations on the show. Yes, we have. This might be the coolest. (laughs) It's one of the things that I wanted to be when I grew up. I got you. All right. Right. Yeah. So... Do you know all 75 animals' names? 
Uh, yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> so many names. I don't even know yeah, all my family member names. It's a lot to remember. I'll probably like if you ask me to do it right now, I probably would no. take me about an hour to make sure I could do it. But yeah, all seventy-five have uh, an individual name and an individual. I don't want to say personality, but you know, animality. Yeah, if that is a thing. Oh my gosh! So <laughs> make it a thing. I think that's good. I've trained more than seventy-five people at work. I guarantee you, I can't tell you all their all their names. <laughs> so I've seen your Facebook page, and you have lots of pictures where you're holding the different animals. What's your favorite animal that you've ever had the chance to like hold and interact with? Uh that's like asking like what my favorite child is. <laughs> Big one was um, she since passed away. She was uh, oh. quite elderly, but our two-toed sloth, Chewy. Oh, that's awesome! She was amazing to hold. She just, you know, would give you this big old bear hug, uh, and and if you were having a rough day, you just go up and and give Chewy a hug, and it was it, it was always really really awesome. I I've never heard of a two-toed sloth. What's the difference between a two-toed sloth and a three-toed sloth? Uh, well, um, where they're found, um, and two toads have two toes, three <laughs> have three toes. Um, but if you actually, I was going to say, Jonathan, do the dang math. I know the mathematically yeah. correct answer <laughs> is one toe. That is the difference between. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Then you talk about how the fact that they're not, we're not really referring to their toes. We're referring to their fingers. All oh. sloths have three toes, but. Not all sloths have three fingers. So oh. Uh, so if you want to get like super, like I know what I'm talking about, it's their fingers and not their toes. And I'd like to dedicate this conversation to Allison Pilliard. Oh, absolutely. Our, our <laughs> yeah. missionary friend in uh, Panama. Panama, who absolutely is terrified of sloths. Oh, terrified, terrified of, of them. And or as the British say, Sloths, yes, sloths. <laughs> it's so much so that if you even send her a picture of it, she will defriend you. It is amazing. She's just like, I don't want any part of you anymore. You sent me a picture of a sloth. Good times. Never met anybody who's afraid of a sloth. Love it. All right, let's jump into it, guys. It is time for warm it up, Chris. It's time to warm it up. A trivial warfare today, and there's only one person who can warm it up for the TWA. And that's Chris. And sometimes Jonathan. I had a really lovely time having dinner with my friend Greg uh, Rowe yesterday. And so this uh, this warm it up Chris question is uh, brought to you by uh, one Mr. Greg Rowe. So thank you, Greg. We appreciate it. Oh, wow. Thanks, a Greg, Greg special. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about the greatest sports trash talkers of all time. Okay. So because we started off with our favorite coach, Steve Spurrier. Steve Spurrier said some of the greatest trash talking lines. Like, for example, he's like, I'm so sorry that the Auburn Library burned down. All those coloring books destroyed was just a terrible thing. Wow. Oh, yeah. Are you? Yeah, he was just he was amazing. Anyway, I went out this morning and looked around and found the Bleacher Report had the 25 biggest trash talkers in sport of all time. Now, I will put this to you. I didn't find a better list uh, with more recent uh, of a date, but this was dated February 10th, 2014. So, in other words, Jalen Ramsey is not on this list. Antonio but, Brown's not on this that's list. That's correct. But they soon will be, I'm sure. Yeah. So, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, Jonathan, you want to go first? Yep. And this is all sports. Do you want me to give you a breakdown of the sports and, like, the numbers? Just to, I I'd, mean, I'd, I'd, I'd prefer that, seeing okay. as I've got no sports uh, whatsoever okay. in my repertoire. Well, would you guys like to do it as all three together and talk about it? 
Would that be more fun? Oh, uh, let's go around a couple of times and then okay. yeah, yeah, join yeah. up. All right. So there are seven NBA members on this list. There's eight NFL players. There's four MLB, three boxing, and one wrestling. Uh, so Jonathan. One wrestler, huh? Yeah. I'm gonna leave that one for Ben. All right. Uh I'm gonna go Larry Bird. Larry Bird, number four on the list. Good job. Ben. Uh, Michael Jordan was a notorious trash talker. Actually, Michael Jordan was the reason why this conversation started. Number two on the list. Good job. Kiera. I don't remember if you said tennis, but all I've got is John McEnroe. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. There is one tennis player. John McEnroe is on the list. Number 19. Well done. <laughs> wow. All right. And I forgot to write that on there, so my apologies, but great job. Jonathan. Yo, yo. Oh, I got to give you a name. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. I'm sorry. Uh, no, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, number three on the list, for, uh, and he counted as football and baseball. Okay. So, Ben. Uh, Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather is number 10 on the list. Good job. Kara. Uh, I'm just going to throw out another sports person's name, and I'm going to go with Steve Young. Steve Young, I'm sorry, not on the list. Yeah, he's way too Mormon to be on this list. He wasn't a big trash talker. <laughs> All right, Jonathan. Oh, yeah, 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 I got one. Okay. Ric Flair. Ric Flair, not on the list. I was surprised. Woo. I know. Woo, indeed. Woo. Ben. Woo. Um, How's Ric Flair not the wrestler on this list? I don't know. Who's That's some bull tra- crap. Who's a bigger trash talker in wrestling than Ric Flair? I know. Uh, I'm going to go with Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley, actually not on the list. Oh, oh this list is terrible. No, wow. All right. Garrett, can you figure out another wrestler on the uh, wrestler turned actor on the list? She may not know any wrestling, dude. She may not, but I mean, she knows like, actor. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, number 22 on the list. Oh. Good job. All right. All right. Y'all want to team up? Nowhere. Team up. I ain't got All right. More. Let's do team up then. You guys talk it over. What do y'all think about? Um, I'm trying to think of baseball players. What baseball players? Boxers. How many boxers are there? There's three. Uh, Muhammad Ali. Any yeah. number, number one? Number one uh, on the list. Muhammad Ali. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. 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 Time, sure. yeah. There's Did we already many? say Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, number five on the list. Mike nice Tyson on the list. Oh my god! I can't believe Mike Tyson made it the list. <laughs> Wait, you, you sound more like Nutty Perfect, Eddie Murphy and Nutty Perfect. You sound like the barber from Coming to America. Yes, yeah. You did not meet Martin Luther King. <laughs> the King. Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano. <laughs> That'll be $8. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, how many baseball players? There were uh, four baseball players. Yeah, we haven't said any baseball What about players like, um, I'm thinking of a manager like um, Lasorda? There's no, no managers on the list. Manager. These are just straight up players. Did, did Babe Ruth do a lot of trash talking? I, they might say he did. I don't know. I don't know. No one really knows, right? Oh, and I forgot to say uh, for our hockey friends, there's two hockey players. Okay. Oh, wow. What about Kruk? John Kruk. John Kruk, no. not on the list. Uh, Baseball, baseball. I, oh, the pitcher for the Red Sox, Jerry Curl. Uh, Pedro Martinez. Yeah, Pedro Martinez, number eighteen on the nice list. Nice job, man. Somebody like that. I, it, I, they're probably all pitchers. Because <laughs> pitchers. Hold on, let me check. Crap. Let me check. Uh, pitchers yeah. love to talk smack about people. Oh, nope. Wow. There's one catcher, and uh, you, already, you already, you already, you no. already said, you already said Dion, 
There's two uh, two pitchers. You named one of them, and then one catcher. Johnny Bench. No, mm-mm. this is a more recent player. Real jerk. <laughs> oh. Former White Sox. Oh, AJ Przinsky. Yes, AJ Przinsky, oh, number twenty-four yeah, yeah, yeah. on the list. Uh, probably. You guys what, might as well Kurt be Schilling? speaking Latin right now. I have no <laughs> idea what's I'm happening. Not big on baseball no, either. No, Kurt Schilling. No, Kurt Schilling. No. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, that's. How about this? The other baseball player, just to knock it out, because I don't think you guys will get it. Is Satchel Paige. Oh yeah, I wouldn't uh, get that. Didn't he win like five hundred games in uh, the Negro Leagues? Yeah, he won. He, he was okay. very old when he joined the major leagues. Okay. And they weren't actually sure how old he was because he f- kept faking his age. That's the funny part. <laughs> but he did play with the Cleveland Indians for about seven years. All right. How many football players are left, Chris? There are eight football players. You guys named Dion. And um, actually, that's it. It's going to be cornerback. Like Shannon Sharp. Oh, oh, oh. Shannon yeah. Sharp is, I know he's on this list. There he is. Number 14 on the list. Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. T.O., number six um, on the list. Cinco. Chad yes. Johnson is da, 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 number 12 on the list. Now you guys are killing it. Uh, well, receivers and cornerbacks is the way to go here. Yeah. Michael Irvin. Nope. No Michael Irvin. What? He There's wasn't two, a huge Two defensive offense. players, defensive linemen to be exact. Reggie White. Reggie White, not on the list. Warren you Sapp. better pray to God. Warren Sapp, number eight on the list. Ah. And uh, Mean Joe Green. Nope. A Minnesota Viking. Oh, Randall. Oh, John, John Randall. Randall. Nice yes. job. <laughs> man, man. John Randall, number yeah, you ready six. Randall. Fight him at the end. <laughs> Randall. Uh-huh. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, yeah she, she's got a popcorn out watching us. Then we, and then we, got one more wi- then we got one more wide receiver on there. Um, Jerry what? Rice? No, but no. he did play for the Raiders at one point in time. He also Tim played Brown? for the Patriots. And he was a football player. Moss? Randy Moss? Randy Moss. I'm going to take my point really? on the list. Oh, my gosh. Randy Moss going to talk smack with that lip hanging all the way out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Fried shrimp. Shrimp Creole. <laughs> he's excellent on Countdown, shrimp though. Gumbo. He's very good. Yeah. He's actually he's, he's very talented in a lot of ways. He's, right. Yeah, he's, he's good on Countdown. Now you guys got a bunch of basketball players and then two hockey right, players uh, that Reggie you're Miller. not going to get. Reggie Miller absolutely is the, on the list, number seven. Rick Mahorn? Rick Mahorn, not on the not list. I was enough. shocked. All right. Uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, not on the list. Uh, big smack talker. Um, Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. Grandma not on the I'll list. i tell you who should be Daryl Dawkins. He was a big smack talker. Nope. Daryl is not on the list. Oh, I'm sorry. There was one other football player. Played for the uh, Seahawks, now for the 49ers. Oh, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, go yeah. ahead and hit us with the basketball players. Yep. All right. Let's roll this out. Okay, so number one, Muhammad Ali. Two, Jordan. Three, Sanders. Just just do the ones right. we haven't named. I'm trying to remember the ones. There's a huge list of them here. Okay, I'm trying to remember all the <laughs> I don't ones. Want, I, want, I don't want to go through 25 names. Okay, number 11, Gary Payton. All right. 13, Kevin Garnett. Okay. Number 15, one of the NHL players, Matthew Barnby. Played for the Sabres and the Penguins. Oh, yeah. No. 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 Number 17, Kobe Bryant. Uh, oh, number okay. twenty, uh, Drazen, uh, Drazen Petrovic, and I read a bit about him. Unfortunately, he died young. He did, die but young. but uh, Michael Jordan said he was the biggest smack talker you ever heard in your life, nice. and it's just if it came from Jordan, dang. Wow. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, John McEnroe, you said that. Uh, good job. Uh, NHL. Sean Avery is number twenty. Yes, he's. I was hearing something about him the other day. He's the guy who. He 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 just lived to antagonize people. Like he developed a strategy 
uh, of standing in front of the goalie and just waving back and forth with his hands like this <laughs> to distract him. And they literally created the Avery rule <laughs> to prevent players from oh, being able awesome. to do that. I wow. had no idea. That's fantastic. Anyway, but that is your warming up Chris question of the day. Nice. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Greg. Good job, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Before we get started with today's game, I want to remind you that next week's show is going to be on the TWA Officers feed. That's right. It is the premium feed, meaning if you are not an officer in the Trivial Warfare Army, you will miss next week's show. You can avoid that by going to TrivialWarfareArmy.com and signing up as a lieutenant or higher. And for people who sign up this week, I have worked with Warhead Dustin Resch on some original artwork that we're going to be putting on stickers and mouse pads and coffee mugs and t-shirts. You can see what that artwork looks like on our Instagram account or the Trivial Warfare Army Facebook group. We're going to be giving that away to the people who sign up before October 15th. What you get will depend on what rank you sign up at. You can see the list at either of those locations. So I just wanted to remind you of that. This is the best week to sign up for the Trivial Warfare Army because you get extras. So once again, that's TrivialWarfareArmy.com. All right, let's get on with today's game. It is Chris and Kira versus Jonathan with Ben hosting. And it is time to play the game. Play us. Oh, yeah. Y'all know what time it is. This is Mr. Literateur himself, cordially inviting you to the game. This is six rounds of trivia goodness. Three questions per round. Every right answer gets you 10 points. In the middle, we'll take a pause for the cause and ask a midpoint question worth up to 20 juicy points. After round six, you can wager any or all those points you've been building up and take a shot at the final round. It's a series of theme-based questions we call the gauntlet. It's just that easy, baby. But this game ain't gonna play itself, players. Let's get it on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Why don't you give us all of it, Chris? <laughs> I can actually I can I'm I'm starting to get Do to you have it I'm, memorized? I'm, clo- I'm close. This, this, except it's, I know, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't even have it this. memorized, and it was me. <laughs> well, Jonathan had one at one point in time for. A, don't uh, say, don't, okay. no, no. All We're right. gonna do this. All right, fair enough. Oh, okay. This is Mister Warm It Up himself. <laughs> 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 anyway, all right, let's do it. All, all right. right. Round one, question one. Your category is science from Saint Olaf. Science, science from Saint Olaf. On the Golden Girls, Rose in a heated exchange calls Blanche a Gurkhananakin, which literally translates as the precise moment when dog dew turns what color? Uh, okay, so I'm going to... I'm locked in. Any ideas? Uh, can you say the word again, Ben? Gurkhananakin. Gurkhananakin. And it was when uh, dog dew turns uh, a specific color? According to Rose, it literally translates as a precise moment when dog dew turns what color? I suppose it uh, could apply to all animal feces. Yeah. I, from from what I know uh, of uh, animal feces, which I do have um, a lot of experience in, um, <laughs> as I clean up a lot of it on a daily basis, it'll turn white after a while. Um, and sometimes canines will literally have a big old pile of white poop. So I am thinking white. Really? Okay. Yes. I was going to uh, say... It has to do with calcium. Okay. I was going to say... 
brown just because that's when oxygen hits it or something like that. Maybe it's a different color coming out. I don't know. But I'm going to go with the animal scientist here <laughs> because that sounds, um, yeah, I, yeah, we're going to go, yeah. We're going to lock in all with right. white. The animal scientist. <laughs> this reminds me of... zoologist, all right? It's better? This reminds me of Ernie Hudson's quote from Ghostbusters. It doesn't apply because it doesn't fit, but it still makes me laugh. He says, I have seen that will turn your skin white. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking to a white guy. It's brilliant. It is brilliant. <laughs> I said white. Oh, I guess I should give you the correct answer now. Yes. Uh, the correct answer is white. <laughs> yes. Nice. I'm sorry. You threw me awesome. off with Ernie Hudson. Good, good job. Thank you. Thank you. I got one question right. I'm good. No, I no, no. Home. I need you to get more than just one. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. Somebody's got to look me up around. here. Maybe one more. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. <laughs> Round one, question two comes to us from Eric and Ashley Sutherland. This is song lyrics. Thank you, Sutherland. Oh, oh, but it's not you're not murdering it's not a hit. Ben murders a hit. Um, there's not really a way for me to murder this properly. Oh man. Name this two thousand and six number one country song. So this was number one on the country charts. Right now, he's probably I'm locked in. Would you would anyone like the rest of the lyrics? I, I, <laughs> I'm not officially locked in, but I guarantee I already know it. Um, I think I'm on the I'm on the right track. Dabbing on three dollars yeah i'm definitely locked in yeah i'm i can lock in too now okay but no for the for the listeners you need to give the whole thing though because i feel like you know shatner over here dabbing (laughs) on three dollars worth of that bathroom polo lucy in the sky with diamonds (laughs) (laughs) anyway okay so go ahead ben that's it that's all you gave you know what that's that's appropriate oh that was it? That's oh, all they gave yeah. me. I didn't look up any more lyrics, so. I'm locked in. You see, I'll talk. Before He Cheats, Carrie Underwood? Uh, 100% correct. Yep, yeah, it's like my one country song. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I understand completely. All right, yeah, yeah. we lock in with uh, Before He Cheats. I dug my key into the side of his pretty little souped-up four-wheel drive. Jonathan doing the Before super slow version. You're doing like the 45 <laughs> on a 33 <laughs> RPM version, man. So um, when Ben took his wife on a cruise in 2011, this was by far the most karaoke song the entire week. It oh, is wow. before Heat Sheets. Good Lord. I there's a lot it. of angry people out there. <laughs> Easily. Like, you went like four nights in a row. They That song went came up every all four nights. Wow. It was, yeah, it was very popular. All right. Your last question in the round comes to us from Brandon Buckner. Thank, Thank you, Brandon. Brandon. Oh. <laughs> Jinx. And the category is music and basketball. Food and love. Music and ba- what? Music I, and I basketball. I want Ben to introduce a food and love category. Food. Oh, I need to do that. Let me write that down. <laughs> food and love. So here's your question. In Ice Cubes, today was a good day. What team did the Lakers beat? Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you how long it's been since I've heard that song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right there with me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have a solid, just if I was guessing randomly, I'd guess one thing. But if I think about, like, the Lakers and the leagues and all that, I'd go somewhere else. And so now I'm stuck. You know what I mean? I'm not helping you. And then I'm like, okay, when did Ice Cube make the song? Who was big? 
Still not helping you. Yeah. All right. Did you give a year for that? Uh, for this? I did not. Okay. Just checking. The Lakers beat the Pelicans. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm just going to go with my gut. I'm locked in. Okay. So, Kira, do you know any, have any idea when that song came out? I want to say it was the mid-90s, but... Uh, I think so, because I don't remember it that well. In, like, mid-90s, I was, like, six. Okay. So... I, I, I've got the Knicks written down just because I don't know why. And I've also got the Kings because I lived in Sacramento for a while and I know the Lakers and the Kings had a huge rivalry going and that is my logic. And um, you are my sportsman, so I'm going to give it up to you there. <laughs> Fair enough. You're my sportsman, my only sportsman. <laughs> my only sportsman. So, because um, if it was in the mid-90s, then... The Lakers, I mean, Lakers-Knicks would make sense. Mm. I couldn't even hum the song at this point. Yeah, I just, I remember the main line, which is, I didn't have to use my AK, today was a good day. Yeah. You want to you wanna just lock in the Knicks and then just uh, live, to, live to answer another question another day? Yeah, yeah, it's what, I, it's what I thought at first, and sometimes your gut kind of knows for some strange reason. So yeah, I'm good with the Knicks. Sounds good, all right. Locking in the Knicks. Yeah. Jonathan? I, uh, you know, you think about the Lakers and the division they're in, because the Knicks are in the Eastern Conference, Lakers are in the Western Conference, right? Sure, I was sure. like, okay, well, maybe it's the Spurs. Maybe it's the maybe it's the Kings. And I was running through that. Uh, Rockets would be good for the mid-90s, right? And I was like, I don't think it's a two-syllable. I would think it would be like, if you're rapping, I think uh, Lakers versus blank would be a one syllable name. Right. And so then I'm like, okay, what about the bulls? And then I was mm-hmm. like, for some reason, the Knicks is just the team that, that sticks out in my mind. And I've never heard the whole song. So this is just straight guess, but I said the Knicks. So as the lyrics go, it's ironic. I had the brew. She had the chronic, the Lakers beat the Knicks supersonic. Oh, Supersonics. Oh, man. Supersonic. <laughs> That's a whole other song. JJ Fat. Man. All right. At the end of the first so, uh, round, it is 20 to 20. All right. We didn't lose any ground. That's all that matters. Oh, yeah. He got it wrong, too. So, yay. Woohoo. Hi, everyone. It's Carmela, and I'm here to talk to you today about our sponsor, Babbel, the number one selling language app in the world. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I have a a pretty deep love of words and language, and I have been studying German on and off since high school. And the hardest part of learning a language for me is, one, being able to keep up with it and finding time in my day to do it. And the other thing is staying engaged and not getting bored or bogged down. Babbel has actually helped me with both of those. Now, the the lessons are actually pretty manageable. They're about 10 to 15 minutes, and I can do it uh, at work on my lunch break. I have an app on my phone. I, I could do it after work, but I get home. Um, it's available on my tablet or on my laptop. And the cool thing is that everything syncs up so I don't have gaps and I can pick right back up where I left off. And I have found it to be really engaging. They have interactive dialogues and speech recognition and there's quizzes and it give you little notes as you go to explain to you why the, the grammar is set up this way. And it really 
keeps you engaged and involved while you're going through the lessons, not just going through the motions of answer this question. What does this word mean? And I find that to be so helpful. Now, Babbel has uh, not just German. They have uh, 12 languages that you could choose from, also including Swedish, Spanish. If you ever wanted to learn Turkish, they have that there too. And you could try Babbel for free. Go to Babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com or download the app for free at Babbel.com. Alfita Zan. So now, now that I know who our guest is, this might be a bit of a ringer question, but I'll ask it anyway. <laughs> Second round. Your first question is in animals. Yes. Animal. <laughs> I want to get it wrong now. Watch. We'll see. In the United States, adult male bovines who have been castrated are known by what name? I'm locked in. I'm just going to go ahead and say I don't work with bovine. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Chris. Okay. <laughs> They don't have a ton of bovines at the I know I've huh? heard this. Don't got a cow. Got a bull, though. <laughs> Norman's a bull. <laughs> oh, no. Norman's a boy. <laughs> oh, it's, our, uh, it's not mule, because that's it's a hybrid species. Yeah. Yeah, a horse and a donkey, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, it's not steer. Oh, does that maybe click? That that does that does click a little bit for me. Okay. It's like if we're gonna go with anything, I like that. Okay. Because that steer is you know what you would call a species of cow, and I yeah yeah let's uh if you don't have anything else, I say we go with that before we talk ourselves into a circle. Okay, I really do not have anything else, so I'm completely cool going steer. And pray- let's lock and steer. Yeah. And praying to God. Praying to God. All right. I believe right. a active male bovine is a bull, and a inactive male bovine <laughs> is a steer. Correct answer is steer. Yes! Woohoo! Good teamwork. Yeah. So well fun done. fact: a a castrated male bovine that's used for riding purposes is known as an ox, or a working one is known as an oh, ox. Oh, okay. That's what oh. an ox is. That's interesting. Yeah. Not a different species. I always Poor babe, the blue ox. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Now you see why he was blue. Yeah. It, oh. was, it was his whole body. <laughs> he, he had yeah, the I blue. That was coming. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's walking around. He's like, man, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Everything sucks. <laughs> oh, All right. Your second round, second question comes to us from Brian Nash. Thank you, Brian. Useless trivia man, Brian Nash. What? Wow. That's his name. That's his nickname. Oh, okay. And the category is the internet. Janet Jackson's Super Bowl wardrobe malfunction and the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami were credited as major influence in the creation of what popular website? Kara, I got a good idea. Hmm. Got an idea as well. Okay. We'll chat in a minute. Okay. I'm locked in. Okay. What was your thought? YouTube? I'm not that, telling you. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I'm talking to my partner. I 100%. I, that was the first thing I thought as soon as he asked the question was YouTube. It makes perfect sense. Right. It's, yeah. It's right yeah. around the same timeline and the whole bit. So Locking in YouTube. I remember reading or listening to something where they were talking about the start of YouTube and how 
it started with a bunch of people trying to pass the Janet Jackson video from person to person, and they wanted to create a way to just put it somewhere and have people get it themselves. And so I said YouTube. Correct answer is YouTube. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why Justin Timberlake doesn't get more credit for the wardrobe malfunction. He was actually the one that ripped it off. Credit. Yeah. No, it wasn't his boob, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. But had, it not credit, been, had he not done yeah. that, it would have never happened. I know. I just want to point that out. Yeah, I know. Like when he was announced to do the Super Bowl last year, there was a, there was quite a bit of backlash, and understandably so, because it's like, okay, if Janet's not on the Super Bowl, why is Justin coming back for oh, it? Man, she just, had a baby by now. It's, it's, it was it was long. so what? bad he had to go country just to try and get away from it. <laughs> what he wore like a Bob Ross painting on his outfit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I I don't remember. And he switched back to R&B for that one single with Jay-Z, and now he's like full-on whatever he's doing now. Oh, suit and tie? He's gone country. Look at them boots. I don't even know. Right. I'm just making, <laughs> I was, I'm making <laughs> stuff up right now. I, I'm not in a position Jonathan, to go in the corner. Go in the corner. I, none of that might be true. I'm completely <laughs> joking right now. Oh, man. And that's going to get 30 comments on the Facebook page. I know, right? Yeah. He's country. <laughs> Wesley Wells gonna have a field day with you. You do one country song and everybody <laughs> says you're country. <laughs> All right, your last question in the round is geography. 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 All right. Geography. Nice. <laughs> also known by the names Utkiavik. Kazanite. Utkiavik. What city is the northernmost in the United States? Spell it, please. Uh Utkiavik, it's spelled U T. Q-I-A-G-V-I-K. Utkiavik. All right. So he didn't say continuous 48. So I'm thinking it's somewhere in Alaska. I I am thinking that as well. Okay. So Uh, let's see. There's... So in Alaska, I mean, there's... And then there's... And then there's... (laughs) I'm just like, all of a sudden, I'm like, Uh, I cannot think of anything... I literally like just watched Mystery Alaska like half an hour ago. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, uh, what is what's the um, a- Anchorage? Yeah, Anchorage. That's that's a, that's a okay. city. Yep, and then there's there's one that starts with a J that I'm like not Juniper. Um, <laughs> Juno. Juno, thank you. It's Juno, yep. yeah. <laughs> as 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 far as like which one's higher than the other. I've got nothing. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, I thought I thought Anchorage was actually, for lack of a better term, a little more southern. More southern, okay. Because and I know it's close. I know because I believe um, when you go to Alaska, like on a cruise, I believe like Anchorage is like one of the port of calls that you actually stop at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You want to go Juneau just for the heck of it? I mean, it's a it's a dart, but it's one of my favorite movies, so I like that as well. Oh, nice! That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so I was like, yeah, I'm, Juno, I'm, Alaska's I'm a movie. <laughs> then I, then it just, yeah, okay. All right, <laughs> I'm not uh, smart. Jonathan just feels sorry for me, so he's, I mean, has me on the show a lot. <laughs> um, Go yeah, for I'm it. down going going Juno. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I feel like there's three possible answers here. Okay, Anchorage, Juno, and Nome. Nome, and I think Anchorage is in that southern cut like there's that cut that leans right up against canada uh on the coast and i think anchorage is there mm. juno's further north i believe i don't know where gnome is so i went with that one i said gnome okay 
Gardenome? No, nah, just N-O-M-E. Okay. All right. The correct answer is Barrow, Alaska. Oh, snap. Barrow, Alaska. Yeah. You, uh, I'm glad we didn't talk about it too much because right. I didn't even know that existed. Uh, you know I'm, what? I'm going to look it up now. I'm going to go with you on that one. I didn't know it existed either. Alaska. At the end of the second round, the score is 40 to 40. Tieball game. Wow. All right. Your third round begins with a question in science. 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 Nice. Yes. Approved. SpaceX is currently developing a super heavy lift launch vehicle to deliver manned missions to the moon and Mars. This vehicle is better known by what cheeky name? The butt. (laughs) Doing the butt. Mm. Read the whole thing again. Nothing. SpaceX. (laughs) 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 He's singing EU over here. It's totally throwing me off. It's a physical thing, but not hard to do. SpaceX is currently developing a super heavy lift launch vehicle to deliver manned missions to the moon and Mars. This vehicle is better known by what cheeky name? All right, I'm locked in. Okay, so he used the word cheeky, so clearly that's a clue of some sort. Right. It's to be like funny or something. I'm trying to think of like a cheeky word for super heavy. Okay. Like, like, does it is does it make fun of like how heavy it could be? Um, oh, well. Also, we're talking about the moon as well. I mean, are we talking like uh, Sir Mix a Lot? <laughs> Baby got back the <laughs> rover. Baby got back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be funny. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Could be Anaconda. Can't even believe I know that reference. I feel so <laughs> hip. You just no, you like, just like big butts, apparently. <laughs> and I cannot lie. That's uh, the second big butt reference you've made in the last five minutes. No, you doing Basics the butt. Is, said doing the butt. There's now, a lot of music. That, uh, anyway. <laughs> Kira, back to you. Let's see. So SpaceX is run by... Isn't that Tesla? Isn't that... Uh, yeah, it's the Elon, Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Yeah, Musk, Misk. So like, he named his... <laughs> Misk. <car laughs> yeah. Tesla. Was there a super heavy scientist? <laughs> oh, that's. I mean, that's, I don't even know a, if I'm that's on the right. More no, than a few, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting question, right there. <laughs> uh, man. Ah, I'm really cheeky. drawing a huge blank. Yeah. So cheeky. So it could be cheeky, meaning posterior. It could be cheeky, meaning just like it's a off color. Or yeah. funny, like I said, moon. <laughs> Man, it keeps going back to big butts, and I don't. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I could. You are lying. You're not supposed to lie about liking big butts, Chris. That's not I, what, I'm I will just, break out a mix a lot at the at the karaoke bar. What I was gonna, gonna say is I'm not a fan of where this is going, where where, where I can get in trouble. Okay, <laughs> so that's what I was trying to say. I'm not saying I do not like them. Sam, I am. <laughs> right. hey. I just feel like I've painted myself into a corner. <laughs> okay, so we need to come up with something because yeah, we clearly like, do not know. So if we're going I, with cheeky. We might as well just say Sir Mixalotta at this point because I've got nothing and that's funny. The Sir Mixalot? Because I don't know. Part of me is wondering if it's Anaconda now. Or, uh, ah. Yeah. 
Let's do Anaconda. Let's okay. just go Anaconda. All right. Why not? We're, we're locking in Anaconda before we think of another uh, really bad answer. All right. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I had a lot of time to think about this. And I, I'm looking for puns, right? I'm like, okay, super heavy lift. So, this is going to be something like big and heavy. And, I mean, it's it's aiming for the moon. So, there's a butt joke there. Mm. And I I just went with that ass. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh, I locked it, in. With wow! Da- so, so is this? Bad about our answer now. Is this as in? If you don't bring me my money, I'm gonna bust that. <laughs> is that the reference? It's like, oh dang! It's like, get over here! Look, You're in trouble! Look, I'm gonna bust. Look, <laughs> look at that. That's the one. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Oh. That was the cheeky part for me. Okay. Oh my goodness! So. I think, I, I, Oh no! I think I took the word cheeky a little too far oh, here. Oh man! So, I thought I had it. So SpaceX is currently um, so they've done some um, <laughs> missions already into space using the Falcon rocket, and the name that they're giving this. I, there's two acceptable answers. The first one is BFR, big big <laughs> rocket. Well, in this big case, big? Stand, they they say it stands for Big Falcon Rocket. Oh my! But God. I would have accepted BFR as an answer. Okay. That's the right answer. Yes, BFR. Uh, I'm just, or I'm Big just imagining rocket. Elon Musk sitting in the boardroom, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, guys, uh, listen, listen, we need to launch that." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so they, so they just announced. Oh my god! There's a Japanese billionaire that signed up to be the first person to go to the moon. Yeah, yeah. And I can imagine like Elon sitting in a room saying, "Yep, we're gonna have this Japanese billionaire riding that." Oh. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh no! The dude smokes weed on podcasts. I mean, oh, come on, you, you, he totally would do that. Oh my gosh! All right, sorry, kids. <laughs> There's a lot of beeps in that one. That's right. <laughs> sorry, Megan. <laughs> Bob, yeah, Bob's like scrambling for the volume. <laughs> no, don't listen to this, honey. Knocked his coffee over. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Your second question in the round comes to us from Kylie Diggs. Thank you, Kylie. Thank you, Kylie. And this is a music question. Music. This prolific English new wave musician is married to a famous jazz pianist. And while he was born Declan Patrick McManus, his stage name is All Rock and Roll. Name him. Apparently, his name is All Rock and Roll. For real. I mean,. You said the answer in the question, right? Mr. Rock and Roll? Um, All Rock and Roll? <laughs> I would like to know his what stage name he's more popularly known as. All right, all right. I feel like, I, I honestly feel like this is a question that we had not too long ago, and I've totally blanked on it. New Wave. Here I am struggling on this one. Me, I'm trying to tie down what exactly qualifies as new wave. Yeah. We'll talk about it in a minute. We'll let Jonathan continue to sweat it out because he looks like he's There's some pain happening over there. Yeah, there really is. He looks like he's in pain. Definite pain. Mm -hmm. Like T-pain. It's gas. (laughs) Totally gas. I'm holding it in for these guys. Is it gas from that? (laughs) <laughs> oh no unfortunately the gas is filling that right now <laughs> oh, oh. oh wow sorry bob all right i don't know the answer but i'm locked in okay so new wave 
Oh man. Rock and roll. Yeah. So I'm just I'm because I'm looking at the name Declan Patrick McManus and trying to see if there's like anything in that name that kind of sparks something mm-hmm. else. And then the jazz. I mean, because he gave a bunch of clues. He gave the original name. He gave New Wave, and he gave. He's married to a, a jazz music, a famous jazz musician. I mean, as far as like British, like New Wave. Yeah. I don't know. All I've got is like Ed Sheeran, but I'm pretty sure he was born like Ed Sheeran. Yeah, and I think New Wave was more like '80s and stuff like that, like that Pet it? Shop Boys okay. and um, Pet Shop Boys, and <laughs> no. Um, uh, I think Wham was considered new wave at one point in time. Well, what's the the Michaels guy from Wham? George Michael. George Michael. Well, he made it sound like he's still married to the jazz musician, and George Michael passed away a couple of years ago. So true, true. Who was the other guy in Wham? You know, it's funny. Uh, there's a fantastic podcast that uh, Jonathan introduced me to called Hit Parade, and they they. They've said they say his name a bunch of it in that in the episode, and I can. Chris Melanthi, come join us on a show, please. That would be. <laughs> I'm inviting you to join us on Trivial Warfare. Reach out. That'd be amazing. Because now, now I'm remembering uh, some something I was watching with this woman musician who said she was married to the other guy in Wham. What about? Uh, wait a second. What about Sting? Oh, oh, he looks like a Declan. He kind of does, even though I don't know what a Declan looks like, but he kind of does look like a Declan. And uh-huh. uh, I know his wife um, was kind of famous in her own right. I don't know if it was as a jazz musician, but... Right. I remember from that one episode of Friends. Oh, the the tantric? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And then also he was, I mean, he was... T- he was on an episode of a very random Aaron Sorkin show called uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. And um, his wife, I think she was on it as well. And I'm just, I can't. Anyway, that's like. I kind of like that answer. Police Sting was is consi- definitely a stage name. Yeah, absolutely. And police is definitely considered new wave. So. Uh huh. And go- his name would be all rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. I'm good with Sting. All right. We're going to lock in with a, our guest is Sting. I uh, I started with Van Morrison. Okay. And then, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, I think the guy in Wham! is Andrew Ridgely. Yes, thank you. That's uh, yep, yep, that's yep. it. Uh, I, I initially, you said that, I'm like, Andrew McCarthy. No, <laughs> that's not <laughs> that's, right. That's Bright Pack. There's something wrong with that. Yeah. I said Sting. Nice. His name's Rock and Roll. The correct answer is... Elvis Costello. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, uh, that right. is. We have. I yes. have heard that recently. I El- might not have been on this show. I don't know, but I've heard it recently. Elvis. And I'm still yep. wrong. Even now, I wonder if I guessed Sting last time too. Possibly. All right. We both got to a confident answer and still screwed the poop. <laughs> we really did. Yep. I, I was fairly comfortable with that answer. Me too. Yeah. Okay, I'm not there. You guys made me feel even better about mine. (laughs) Oh, you said yours, and I was like, oh, wow, we definitely got this. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Ben. Your last question before the midpoint is, I was told there would be no math. No! Kira, are you good at math? Um, I was before we hit where you started to put the letters in with the numbers, yeah, and yeah. I just it just got all downhill from there. You know what? I'm with you. All right. Here's a question. Pi times radius squared times height 
is the volume equation for what basic geometric shape? I don't know. I think I know this one. Hey, if you want to lock it in, go for it. Okay, I am locked in. Well, uh, radius is only ever used in circles and spheres as far as I know, or at least that's where it seems most commonly used. Uh, Radius squared would be the diameter of a circle. If there's volume, then it wouldn't be a circle because a circle is flat. So I'm going to go with a sphere. All right. I said a cylinder. Ooh, I might be humped. So uh, pi times radius squared is the area of a circle. If you multiply that by heights, you get a cylinder. Nice! Great job! Geometry Um, was my best subject. That's my partner. (laughs) Um, I got skunked that round. At the end of the third round, it is 40 to 50. Kira and Chris have taken a lead. Kira, great job. Oh, man. Thank you. That was awesome. Midpoint time. Your midpoint round is in movies. In the movie The Hangover. Oh, crap. There are seven living, breathing things in the iconic wake-up scene. Three of those are main characters. For five points each, name the other four members of the animal kingdom. I'm at a disadvantage because I've never seen this movie. Oh, I've I've seen it a few times, but I can't say I've paid that close attention to it. Fair enough. I've seen it once. Wait, wait, oh. (laughs) Mmm. Jonathan sounds like a remote control airplane. So I've seen it once, and I have a decent idea. If it's the scene I'm thinking of, I have a decent idea of a couple of right answers, I think. One decent guess, and there's one that I was about to just make a guess at, and then I remembered something more specific about it, but now I'm struggling to identify the animal. All right, I'm locked in. All right, so... Kara, what I wrote down was I wrote down a tiger because mm-hmm. I remember that pretty clearly from whatever. And then I know that there's a baby and I don't know where yep. the baby comes around, but I just know that there's very famous pictures or, or there's t-shirts that have been made of the baby with the sunglasses on and everything like that. Right. And the, and the baby backpack. Yeah. Those yeah. are the two that I knew for sure. Okay. I was hoping that those would help you out, but sadly it is not. So what else are you thinking? No, those are my two. Okay. The tiger is Mike Tyson's tiger. Okay. Remember the baby. I have stripper written down. Okay. But I believe the baby belongs to the stripper. Okay. But I don't think she's actually there in the wake up scene. Gotcha. Okay. And trying to wrap my brain. They're in Vegas, right? They are in Vegas. Okay. Chicken or is there a monkey? That would make sense. I mean, (laughs) I think there was a, I want to say a capuchin, or that could be like Hangover 2. What is a capuchin? It's like Ross's monkey from Oh, okay. Marcel. uh, Gotcha. Okay. Marcel. Yeah, that's a capuchin. They've got the white face and they're named after the capuchin monks because they look like a cappuccino. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah. It's been random animal facts with Kira. Well, what's the name it. of your capuchin? I would totally listen to that podcast. What's, what's the <laughs> name of your capuchin? You come on. Yeah, I don't work with primates. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't work with primates. You don't work with bovines. Is that in your contract? She said Jeez. that like very I mean, proudly. 
I don't the work with primates. The largest animal I work with is a 2,200-pound giraffe, and the smallest is a 230-grammed Patagonian conure. So anywhere in there. Wow. If it's a small mammal or a bird, I work with it. She just flipped from U.S. to metric on us. I know, and, and conure is a bird. They're it's cute, a bird, they're yeah. cute bright-colored bird. birds. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so back to the question. So, right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, do you want to go monkey or... Let's go with monkey. Okay. I, I feel like um, Jack, uh, or not Jack, Zach, Zach Gal- yep. Galifianakis. Yep, you said it right. Like high five in the monkey a lot. So, right now, we've got tiger, baby, and monkey. Like, uh, uh, you said you chicken, so we might as well go with, like... Okay, because you're not chicken. thinking, like... Maybe there were chickens to feed the tiger. Okay, because you're not thinking, like, an alligator or a boa constrictor or a snake of some sort. I don't. I don't remember a snake. Oh, okay. I'm trying to say stuff to help spark your memory. Right, there might have been a snake because there there could have been a part where they were like, "Oh my god, you put the snake in with the tiger. What if the snake eats the tiger?" Okay, the tiger. let's All go right. with snake. All right, I like it. Okay, so our four are tiger, baby, baby human, monkey, and snake. All right, and for some reason I wrote <laughs> snaker. I don't know why I put an R at the end of that. I got nothing. <laughs> All right, so I I originally had monkey in my set, and then I took it out. And the reason I took it out is I feel like, and my memory is probably totally trash on this, so please ignore me. Um, but I feel like when they woke up, they saw like an innocuous animal on four legs, like walk through the apartment, like. And, and so I thought at first I said like skunk, and then I thought like possum or armadillo, and finally I just settled on dog, like it was. I feel like there was just some unexpected normal animal that walked through and they're like, what the, f- how did that happen? Right. And then they see the tiger. That's, that's how I'm picturing it in my head. So I said dog, tiger, parrot, which mm. maybe I'm remembering. And then I wrote down Mike Tyson, <laughs> specifically Mike Tyson. I didn't say human. I don't know if I get credit for human, but I said Mike Tyson because I know he's in it. So I said, Mike Tyson, tiger, parrot, and dog. All right. Phil, there's a juggle cat in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. All right. So as the scene opens, you actually see a pair of legs tiptoe out of the door as they're waking up. And that was actually the stripper. Ow. So she was was one of them. When Ed Helms' character wakes up, he's looking. There is an innocuous animal walking around. It is actually a chicken. Walking oh, man, we <laughs> then Alan gets up and goes to the bathroom and that's where he sees the tiger as they're figuring out how the tiger got in there they actually hear an infant crying in the closet so your correct answers are tiger baby stripper and chicken yeah okay we got two we'll take it we got, we got, two. We got we one more than Jonathan one point. <laughs> all right I got my one and there the monkey was in hangover part two okay uh, okay well after the midpoint Jonathan has 45. Kira and Chris have 60. All right, that is the end of the first half. And before we go on to the second half of today's game, it is time to talk to you about HelloFresh. You guys know that HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service. They pick your food, they shop for you, they plan for you, they deliver it. It's step-by-step recipes. It's fantastic. And my boy Ben texted me the other night, and his text, this is what he said in his text. He said, Hey, Jonathan. And I'm like, hey, Ben. And he says, dude, I just got a HelloFresh box tonight. (laughs) And I'm like, sweet. He's like, I'm cooking it. 
Let's talk about it. You guys, it's a bench opinion. It sounds like you're from Jersey all of a sudden. I, I don't know. What when you I mean. do your voice, it sounds like you're from Jersey. It's it is what it is. So uh, tell me about your experience, man. Yeah, it's it was it was awesome. Um, you know, those of you out there that have families and you're trying to, you know, you got coming home from work and dealing with that and wrangling kids and doing all this stuff and you're trying to figure out dinner and it it can get really stressful. And um, you know, I came home the other day and a Hello Fresh box was sitting there. And it, it just it alleviated so much stress because that was one less thing that I had to worry about when we came home from work that night. That's fantastic. Now, which uh, which of the plans did you do? Was it the classic? Was it the veggie or so the family? You, this was the classic. Yeah, so this was the classic. And um, I actually made chile relleno. I'm, I'm going to say this right. My mother is downstairs. She corrected him. <laughs> Because she, he tried to name a Mexican food, and then then he told he told my Mexican mother, it's like stuffed peppers. <laughs> I didn't know she was Mexican. Okay, she looked white to me. Okay, chile rellenos. That's not bad. I think that's pretty close. Good enough. So, have you ever made chile rellenos before? I have not. I have not. It was. It was. And and it's, so it's essentially is ground beef stuffed in peppers, and you put cheese and tomatoes. That on. sounds good, dude. It, it's amazing. Now, Mexican is my favorite. Yes, cuisine. me too. So the, I was I was very much looking forward to it. And it's kind of intimidating when you see it, the name, and then you you see like what the ingredients are. It's like, yeah, I don't I don't know if I could do this, <laughs> but I could totally do it. Like, you know, HelloFresh made it so easy. Just a step by step recipe and the instructions. They just made it really easy for me to just dig in, you know, do this step and do this step. You know, I'm, I'm a process guy, so I like following steps and. It was super easy, and it didn't take a long time. It only took like thirty minutes for me to make everything from prep all the way to feeding my face. So it it was just a great experience. <laughs> to great experience. Feeding your face, stuffing my pie hole, or in this case, my chile rellenos hole. Feeding my face. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, yeah, it, it was a great experience. That's fantastic. You know, if you're a listener to Trivial Warfare, you can actually get a discount. That's right. That's the truth. For a total of sixty dollars off. That would be $20 off your first three boxes. Just go to HelloFresh.com forward slash TWA60 and enter the promo code TWA60. That's right. You can get a total of $60 off, which is $20 off of your first three boxes. Visit HelloFresh.com forward slash TWA60 and enter the promo code TWA60. All right. Let's get on with the second half of today's game. All right. Your first question in the fourth round comes to us from Laura Gilkey. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Laura. Laura's down in uh, the Tampa area. Oh, oh sweet. Cool. Yep, Tampa Bay. Okay. Big Rays fan. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. That's two mm-hmm. of you. All right. The category is sports and geography. Geography. Oh, <laughs> Watch it be something about where the Rays play. <laughs> it's, it's not. Prior to the opening of the Panama Canal in 1914, Travel between the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans was made by traveling around the southern tip of South America. What baseball term describing a 5-4-3 double play was inspired by this often dangerous journey? I am locked in. All right. So, Kara, uh, I believe it's around the horn. Uh, sure. For two reasons. One, I believe uh, the tip of South America is Cape Horn. And you're going around the horn that way. And then also there's an ESPN talk show called Around the Horn, which I believe is off that baseball term. 
I am going to trust you, my friend. Okay. Well, that's your first mistake, but we'll hopefully see it's right. So, Well, uh, when it has to do with uh, sports, especially baseball, I've uh, got absolutely nothing. So if you feel confident, please, by all means. We're going to lock in around the horn. I got a full-blown hurricane over here. I said around the horn. <laughs> Our answer is around the horn. Nice. Nice. In the eye of the hurricane, there is quiet. Just one moment. Okay. Yellow All right. sky. Thank you. It's oh, yes. <laughs> my musical right there. That's my jam. All right. Your second question around comes to us from Brian Nash. Thank you, Brian. Category is monsters. Like Monstar. <laughs> from like, Silver Hawks. Like monsters. One of the many deterrents for these monsters is triggering their OCD by throwing seeds on the ground, which was the inspiration of a Sesame Street character. Name these unsavory characters. No, I'm, I'm, I pass. No, really, Ben, read us the question. That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll provide a little clarification. Okay. So if, if I were to say, for, so for example mosquitoes are unsavory insects. So I'm looking for a, a general a general term for this. Okay, so when you say these characters, you're not meaning not specific two specific people. or three specific things. Right. Okay. It's, it's that was general... the these was throwing me yes. off too. Yeah. Okay. Okay, gotcha. So when are you asking the question? So you want the general term for this monster. Yes. <laughs> I better be careful. Ben is sitting next to me. He might punch me. No, I'm not violent. Not yet. All right, I'm locked in. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm locked in. Garrett, do you have any ideas? Any? Uh, I'm I'm stuck on Sesame Street. Do, 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 do. Can you tell me how you got Menomina. there? <laughs> Actually, that was Muppet Show. To Sesame Street. Thank you. You can sing. You you should sing instead of Chris next time. All right. I'm gonna oh. go with no. Because oh. you're being real nice to me, Jonathan. I cannot sing. You sang pretty well. Yeah, they, just now. I, they, they switched up the theme song. Like, it's different now. Every- Sunny day, chasing the clouds oh. away. Now it's I've like, got. I've now I just got the theme song in my head. It's like um, hardcore rap now. No. Yo, we going down to Sesame Street. <laughs> that's, that's, that's your impression of hardcore rap. No. <laughs> <laughs> he started with yo. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Chris, I want to hear. I want to hear Chris. Oh, I want to hear Chris Hollister's hardcore rap album. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be the name of my ne- oh, next time oh I write a. Hey write kids, it's gonna be Chris <laughs> straight out of Pontevedra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay, so back to the question. <laughs> Yo, okay. you sounded Sunny like a days. You sounded like a Sesame Clouds Street character away. rapping. Oh no! Anyway, I, not the first time I've been accused of being a Muppet. <laughs> Oscar the Grouch sings. And the I'm out. And I'm out. If I if I think like throwing seeds on the ground, like that makes me think of Gonzo's chickens. Okay, but. I that's not a Sesame Street character, though. That's, a, yeah. that's just a Muppet, huh? Was yeah, he never that's on just Sesame Muppets. Street? Say that again? Was Gonzo never on Sesame Street? Not to my knowledge. I okay. think the only one that did crossover was Kermit. 
permit. Okay. Yeah, and that was only on limited, ba- um, very limited basis. All right. So it has been a while since I've seen an episode yeah. of Sesame Street. Yeah. Even though the Big Bird was on, uh, it was in the Muppet movie. Hi ho, Kermit the Frog here. Okay, so all I can picture, they kind of look like octopuses, and they do the wop 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 wop. That's just going to be an awful sound. Or the Menominee things. Well, that was Muppet. That was Muppet Show also. That was Muppet. Show. Oh, see, yeah. I get my Muppets and my Sesame Street Muppets completely mixed I, up. I completely get you. So. An unsavory creature with an OCD. You don't bat throwing seeds on the ground. I wouldn't necessarily think that up a bat. Right. You don't think it's like the count one. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh. Yeah, throwing seeds on the ground. Two seeds. Uh, uh, uh. Well, I mean, don't don't you like? What about Cookie Monster? You throw cookies to distract the Cookie Monster. But I mean, he's, I don't, I don't know what he would be. Yeah. Seventh grade, I was called Cookie Monster my whole seventh grade year in middle school. It was well, for sure. I, all it of was, us are Cookie Monster. doesn't sound like it was a compliment. It was not. It I'm was, sorry that that happened to you, Chris. Re- honest to God, it still affects me from time to that's time. Some, that's some bull crap. Dude. It really was. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Is there a couch I can lie down on? <laughs> oh. Anyway. Um... um <laughs> Chris's idea of what must go on a therapist's office is really unusual. <laughs> like, yeah. Like you, you, you need to go to real therapy. Like. I do go to real therapy. <laughs> I do yeah, go like to real therapy. I've never been there before. No. <laughs> Lecture shock therapy all the time, man. Anyway. So, okay. So, unsavory, and he used. And he used mosquitoes as a clue. I mean, do we want to go vampire? Or, I mean, it's not vampire, but bats. Bats. I mean, sure. Okay. All right. We're locking in bats. All right. All that for bats. Holy crap. Yep. Hats for bats. I, I swear, I feel like you guys were all around it. Oh, so you actually do know oh, the answer. You, no, I don't, know, I don't know the answer, but the clues he gave was triggered OCD. OCD, like counting all of the seeds. Oh, okay. The count. And he used mosquito as a hint, which is a bloodsucker. Oh. So I said vampires. Oh, okay. Well, one, one seed. Ah, ah, ah. Correct answer is vampires. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, well, you guys were like on it. I'm like, oh, God, they the, walked yeah. into it. I thought it was, I thought he said animal. So I wasn't thinking vampire. No, know? no, he said monster. Okay. Monsters. Yeah. The, yep. Dag, yep. it. See, I work with a fruit bat, so I wasn't even thinking blood suckers, and oh, yeah. you couldn't even go to vampire. All right. Well, could have had it. It's okay. Could have been a contender. All right. Okay. Your last question in the round, your category is food and love. You changed it. You changed it. <laughs> I did. I did. Ben works fast, y'all. I did. Oh, I saw the category name. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm totally changing that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Let's see if there's food and love in this question. All right. Sweetened condensed milk. Was oh, invented. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get when you record at night with Chris. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. Let's start that again. He called that. Okay. <laughs> he called that love milk. <laughs> 
I feel like either Rodney Moore or Randy West is going to show up any minute now. Sweetened condensed milk was invented by what man whose name is plastered on cafeteria cartons everywhere? Man, it's been too long. In fact, it's been even longer because they switched us to the plastic bags. Our milk for real. We had milk bags. They were they looked like breast implants. It's Canada. Milk in them. (laughs) We're in Canada. What are you talking about? In Canada, they have milk in a bag. Well, in uh, Jacksonville, they had milk in a bag too. Wow! So it wasn't like the pouches, like the applesauce comes in now. It was just a no. It was like a breast implant with milk in it that you had to puncture with a sharp straw. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. That's what we had. We had milk bags. Hmm. Hmm. I just, I could just see the hilarity that ensues. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't funny. It wasn't fun because it's a balloon fight in the in the in the. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Real. Like you're are, you did, we did some squirting. Oh, wow. There was squirting. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. What was the question? <laughs> uh, sweetened condensed milk was invented by what man whose name is plastered on cafeteria cartons everywhere? Man, I was hoping that question would change. <laughs> All right, I'm locked in. So the first name that came to my head was Borden's. Okay, I have Lucerne. Just because it's a pretty popular brand down here, and good milk comes from happy cows, and happy cows come from California. Ah, that's a that's a slogan. Of, gotcha. I don't know if you we don't see those that. commercials Maybe in Florida. No, you yeah. don't see those commercials. I've seen them. They, they only say those in California. Okay, okay well then. Quit kissing up, Ben. So will get that joke. <laughs> it's Fair probably enough. not even that brand. But I couldn't yeah. even. I don't didn't pay that close attention to my milk cartons in school. I don't know. Just part. I really think Borden's is the right answer. I, I'm not trying to big time you or anything like that. And feel free. You're the you're the you're the you're the guest, so you can big time you can big time me and say, nope, we're going with this. I am more than happy to go with what you got. Okay. If like you you because I like my I've got like zero percent. I think that's what it is. So if like you feel more comfortable with yours, we can totally go with yours. Okay, because I know like it's funny because condensed milk. Like um, Angie, my wife bought some and it was Carnation. But I know mm. I don't think it's carnation because that just doesn't sound right. But I know when I was a, when I was a kid in school and there's actually I did not have milk in a bag. I had a I had the little pint cartons and right. Borden's was on there. So I mean and, if you can remember that that's what was on the cartons at school, I say we go with that one. Okay. And I do. I don't know why I remember it, but I do. But so uh we're going to go ahead and lock in with Borden's. All right. So the first name that came to my mind was Carnation, um, condensed milk, powdered yeah. milk, any yeah. kind of any kind of non-standard milk. In my mind, was Carnation, and they did like a Carnation instant breakfast and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I was a young kid, we did have uh, milk cartons, but they were super generic ones. They weren't brand name, but something did lead me to Borden, like the cow. I think there's a cow in the Borden logo yeah. and they sell cheeses and all kinds of dairy stuff. Yep. And I said Borden. All right. Correct answer is Gail Borden. Yes. Nice. Oh, yeah. Well done. Whew. All right. Well done. I'm going to high five uh, fourth grader Chris. All right. <laughs> this guy's story is really interesting. Cause is it? He so he invented condensed milk. So he became a giant in the dairy industry, obviously. But he also had a big hand in the um, independence of Texas. Really? With the, oh. 
the Texas Revolution and fighting uh, the Mexican armies and helping them become an independent state. He had a big hand in, in that. I think he was part of he teamed with journalists and made papers and newspapers and stuff like that to that was, promote the independence. I had no of idea because that was yep. in the 1850s, and so 1830s is when 18- is when that when he kind of got the machine so rolling because it, it was right after the Alamo. Oh wow, it was even earlier. So I mean, that, when did he say he was at the Alamo? No, he said he it was wasn't after. at the Alamo, but it was around that time that they started to. They he was the one that helped to publicize what happened at the Alamo to get public support around really? Texas independent. He was hmm. part. He was part of that machine. Yep. Score check, sir. At the end of the fourth round, it is seventy-five for Jonathan to eighty for Chris and Kira. Ooh. Ah. All right. Your fifth round is brought to us by Brandon Buckner. Thank you, Brandon. The round is brought to us. These, yes. these oh, must boy. be good. Oh. I, I like all these questions. All right. uh, your first question is in television. Televisiones. The first television commercial aired before the first pitch of a 1941 baseball game and was for what American timepiece manufacturer? <sighs> I thought this was a TV question. <laughs> it is a TV question. Mm. And around in the 40s, man. You weren't around when condensed milk was invented either. That is true. I don't know jack about watches, dude. I'm locked in with my wrong answer. Okay, so Timex, Rolex. I think Timex is a American company. Mm. Rolex, I'm not sure. Uh, I have Rolex. Okay. Swatches came through my mind, but I think that's later, and those are like from Switzerland or yeah. something like that. Yeah, because I think it actually we had that question at one point in time on the show. It's like I think it's like Swiss watches yeah. or something. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I Rolex, really I don't know. Super expensive. Yeah. So, and I know Ti- I, mean, I know Timex is a bit cheaper. What? Uh, I'm just trying to think of any other watch maker. You know. I feel like Rolex maybe isn't American. Okay. So what was the other one you said? Time- Time- Timex. 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 I know Timex. I well, I don't know, but I the story that I've heard is that Timex was made as a cheaper version of Rolexes. Hmm. And so why the names are similar, and so right. I don't know if that's true or not, but somebody told me that along the line. So well, um, that makes me rethink that if the Timex is supposed to be like a cheaper version of Rolex, would they actually have made a commercial? And with Rolex having as much money as they do, would they be more of the ones who would have been, ooh, let's be the first people that have a commercial because we have all this money because our watches are super expensive? Yeah, I mean, that's that's true. And also, uh, I know that Rolexes have been around a long time. So, I mean, maybe just for sheer longevity, we should just go with Rolex. I like it. Okay, uh, we're okay. locking in with Rolex. Jonathan? I couldn't figure out what watchmaker made those old calculator watches, <laughs> but I went with Rolex. Okay. <laughs> okay. Texas Instruments? I don't know. Mm. Correct answer is Bulova. Oh, okay. okay. I have heard of Bulova, but I wouldn't have, come, I wouldn't have pulled that out. I wrote down Rolex, yeah. Citizen, Seiko, Casio, and Swatch. And I was like, I can't tell the difference between England, Switzerland, whatever. So I just went with Rolex. Right. Yep. Pretty cool commercial. It's a 10-second clip. And it, it, all they show is like a picture of the United States with a watch on it. And the first five seconds is dead air. And halfway into the, the, the 10 seconds, it says, the guy says, America runs on Bulova. Oh, That's a commercial. Okay. Hmm. 
Wish all commercials were ten seconds. That'd make my life easier. No, <laughs> you'd have Sheesh. you would just have three times as many products being advertised That's in ten true. seconds blocks. That's mm-hmm. a good point. Thanks for killing my joy, Jonathan. No problem, bro. I'm an expert. Jonathan Oaks Joy Killer. <laughs> that's Lady that's a, Thriller. That's the next single off of uh, Straight Out of Pontevedra. <laughs> <laughs> all right, your second question in the round is an art. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. The largest painting in the Louvre, Louvre. hangs opposite the Mona Lisa. This Paulo Veronese painting depicts what New Testament scene? P- spell Paulo. P-A-U-L-O. V-E-R-O-N-E-S-E. Yep. I think that's Veronese. I, I know I'm butchering it. Or Veronese. I, I, re- I tried to research the pronunciation. I got three different ones. So okay. I said, I'll just say it wrong and have people correct me. I, I can't actually correct you, I think, but I don't know. What biblical thing is it? <laughs> this, this painting depicts what New Testament scene? All right, I'm locked in. Hmm. I know uh, it's not the Last Supper because that was uh, Da Vinci. Um, well, there are multiple Last Suppers. Okay. I, I did be last if there's multiple. Right. <laughs> this is the multiple I, supper. I did um, go to college for art history. Oh, nice. Really? Okay. Yes. Despite working with animals. You are an interesting person. I took a lot of those classes with my mother, and I know that it's quite possible she's yelling at her iPhone right now. <laughs> and I'm trying to channel my art history professor. She taught me so much. And it actually could quite possibly be The Last Supper, because I remember there being this alternate version of The Last Supper that she would show us a lot in it was huge. I just don't remember who did it and if it's in the Louvre. Okay. Because it, it's depicted very differently than Da Vinci's. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Because I wrote down uh, The Resurrection of Christ because I know there's one painting where it's like you see him ascending into heaven. Mm-hmm. I don't know how mm-hmm. big it is. I don't know who did it. I just, I, I clearly remember it from my humanities, my one humanities course. And again, if my, my aunt's listening to this, she's probably yelling into her iPhone right now as well. So I've also got the sacrifice of Isaac. Okay, that was Old Testament. He said New Testament. Said New Testament? He did say New Testament. Okay, then never mind this one and that one. Okay. I don't think it's anything outside of the Gospels. Right. So the most memorable parts of the gospel, of the Gospels would be baptism um uh, baptism of jesus from john the baptist and i think there's like a dove right above his head and mm-hmm. and i remember that painting i remember a painting with the um with the t- and with the empty tomb i do have the passion written down okay i, I vaguely remember a, a painting where he's carrying his cross and it might be like a triptych but you know, i don't i don't know why but the last supper is kind of making me want to say that just because a lot of people think the Last Supper is automatically Da Vinci, right? But there's another famous one that my art history professor actually preferred to uh, Da Vinci's Last Supper. Okay, I, I'm more than happy to go with your gut instinct because I really, I'm again, I'm throwing, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing darts. So we're locking in with the Last Supper. All right. All right. I'm, um, I'm a little bit upset because I think you're right. Last Supper. 
I believe is a very large painting. And I was trying to think of large story paintings, right? And I didn't think of it because of Da Vinci, like you said, but the name is ringing a bell for me just a little bit now. I was thinking of New Testament stories. I did a similar process as you did. I ended up with Jesus expelling the money changers from the temple. But I think that you're right. All right. This is the scene where Jesus turned water into wine. Really? Oh, wow. Okay. This is the wedding at Cana. That oh. is your correct answer. Oh. There okay. we go. All right. All right. Your last question around is in geography. 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 Which Dust Bowl state lists the watermelon as its state vegetable? I think I've got an idea. I don't like any of these questions, Brandon. i'm locked in i want to say it's oklahoma and the reason why is last year i went to oklahoma to visit my aunt pat and i remember seeing something about the watermelon i was just like really in oklahoma (laughs) and and so it could it be wrong absolutely but it just something watermelon equaled uh it's to go sat on you watermelon equaled oklahoma to me if you have another thought, I'm happy to go with it. Yeah, let's go with let's go with Oklahoma if you've got right. that that inkling there. All right, uh, my wild. I've got nothing better. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, well, well, let's find out. Uh, we're going with Oklahoma. All right. I went with the state where the winds go whipping down the plains. I said Oklahoma. Uh, Boomer Sooner. Correct answer is Oklahoma. Nice. Yes. Thank you, Aunt Pat. Well done. So. What's up with calling it a vegetable? I don't know. It, Maybe because it grows from a seed. Watermelon's clearly a, a fruit, right? Yeah, it's a it's like a melon. Yes, melons Which are is fruit. like even different from a fruit too. Oh, melons aren't fruits. Or or it's a squash. Well, technically, a fruit is anything that has seeds. So watermelons have seeds, which I guess would make them a fruit. But they do. But I also did hear one trees. little tidbit one time that a watermelon is also a berry, and I don't understand why. Marvin Berry. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, we don't know. We don't know vegetables from whatever. So uh, at the end of the fifth round, Kira and Chris have 90. Jonathan has 85. Incidentally, if you look at me, you could tell I don't know anything about vegetables. Just saying. (laughs) What's up? (laughs) That's not necessarily true. It just means you might know a whole lot about ranch dressing. (laughs) Mm, that's uh, bad all right your final round starts with a question from michael newman newman he wants to visit that hidden valley yeah he does oh he's been there many a time (laughs) thank you michael so have i all right so michael newman brings us a question in hithwi only three men have been named time person of the year and have a star on the hollywood walk of fame two went on to be u.s presidents what media mogul is the third I'm locked in. Okay, so the two presidents are Trump and Reagan. Mm-hmm. Media mogul. Ted Turner came to mind, even though it's kind of funny because it's Time Warner. Like, you know what I'm saying? If they'd name their mm-hmm. own person for it. I guess uh, then you've got Murdoch with uh, Fox. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with the term media mogul. Is that like a like a big news presenter or thinking it's well if it's mogul i'm thinking it's the guy that owns the place 
I mean, Ted Turner's an interesting answer because, I mean, he was the guy that created CNN. What do you have to do to get Man of the Year? I think I remember Time once saying that, because, of course, I mean, the famous thing is that Hitler was once Time's Man of the Year. Ooh, that's true. And so it's just, I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's not necessarily that you did something, but that you were, that the the actions that you did was remarkable enough to be his, uh, cons- what Time considers historic. Right. Then is it Hitler? I don't think Hitler has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, that's what we're talking about. a safe bet, Chris. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that Hollywood Walk yeah. of Fame part. Okay. Um, yeah, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I kind of want to go with Ted Turner. Do it. All right. Because I've, I've got nothing. You're ba- you got a bag of nothing? Oh, unfortunately, yeah. you got transferred over to California? Yeah. Uh, all right. We're locking in with Ted Turner. I felt pretty good about my answer. Okay. I said Ted Turner. Oh, oh, hey. Ah. Correct answer is Ted Turner. Nice. I could picture the star in my head. And oh, being, really? Okay. Being man of the year for CNN was seemed like a giveaway. Yep. He's yeah. man of the year for CNN, first 24-hour news uh, show, news station, yep. channel. And he actually um, was part of the Time Water merger five years after that. Exactly. So. Gotcha. Okay. And what? And were the two presidents uh, Reagan and Reagan Trump? Reagan and Trump. You got okay. those right. All right. I wasn't. I, I, after I talked about it, I was like, Did Trump get Man of the Year? It was recent. It was while he was president. Seventeen. Was, oh wow. It was, okay. It was after he yeah. became president. Gotcha. Okay. Your. Where am I? Yes. Your second question around <laughs> comes to us from Susie Becker. Thank you, Susie. Thanks, Susie. And this is a music question. How far are you from San Rafael, Kira? Uh, out, out two hours. Okay, you you and Susie are not too far away from each other then. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Two cool. Hi, Susie. We should hook up. Call me. We'll do lunch. It's very California. <laughs> call me. Call me, maybe. <laughs> and we Here's we'll go number. get a salad. Oh, oh <laughs> and some avocado toast. Are you, are you getting a California Cobb salad? <laughs> uh, what about California Grace? Maybe they'll eat at the Pizza Kitchen. Because mm. <laughs> in California, they don't, they don't. They just call it the Pizza Kitchen, right? They don't oh. call it it's California Pizza, pizza. Oh, that's, that's true. Yeah, I still have never eaten there. Neither have I. Here's your music question. Music. Name the R&B artist and Rock and Roll Hall of Famer who holds the record for winning the most consecutive Grammys in the same category with eight. Wow. I don't know the answer, but I need to go to the bathroom, so I'm locked in. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. Kara, do you have any ideas? Okay, so I'm thinking R&B artist, and I'm thinking Hollywood Rock of Fame, and I wrote down Aretha Franklin. Okay. Yeah, because I'm I'm pretty sure she was she's in the Hall of Fame. She was the first like the woman. First, yeah, I believe she was the first woman because I think that that's been a question on the show before. Yeah, and I know that's been a question in like my weekly trivia night. Okay, and with her just passing away, it's a timely question. It kind of right. ma- it makes sense. And I'm yeah, and I'm unaware of how many Grammys she has, but like I think R and B, I think Hall of Fame. I think Aretha Franklin. Yeah. I think we kind of, I think it's almost a gimme. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll lock in Aretha Franklin then. I, uh, I was hoping that it might be producer. I said Quincy Jones. Oh, all right. 
So your R&B artist and Rock and Roll Hall of Famer uh, won the Grammy for Best Female Vocal Performance from 1968 through 75. It is Aretha Franklin. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't thinking of it from a timeliness perspective. I should have. That's that's really a gimme, and I didn't even think about it. Yeah, it, it would be it's pretty much impossible for anybody to break the record now because music yeah. isn't produced at the same frequency as it was back then. That's true. Not just that, but with her recently passing away, I should have immediately gone there and I didn't even think to do it. That's going to cost me the lead, the potential lead for the final right there. I'd have no chance at it now. All right. Your last question for the final questions in TV. Televisiones. Tabloid media company TMZ was founded by what real life lawyer? And for two bonus points, what does TMZ stand for? I don't know. This this one just like film right yep. past me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Even though I know the name. I, I don't I'm not gonna take up too much time since I know I can't catch up. Um and Alright, I'm locked in. Okay, so first the name. Um, he was on people's court. I remember that because he'd always do the introductions and then the, uh, and then, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then later on, it's like, oh yeah, that's the dude on TMZ. And I know like on the TV show that he always, I mean, they always have like the hip looking, uh, hipsters like sitting around, uh, the, (laughs) sitting around the the, the, the newsroom and they're talking like stories and whatnot. He's always got a really big thing of Starbucks. Yeah. Harvey Dent. <laughs> Whippleman. <laughs> that's Dent is where I went. I was like, no, that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's not I don't know if it's Har- I don't think it's Harvey. Maybe it is. Oh. You used to love watching the people's court. Yeah. Dun, dun. Dang it. The name is in the head. And it's gonna be one of those things as soon as Ben says it, I'm just gonna be sad. You know, I- I've got the, the, we're going outside and I can see them like put his name at the bottom of the screen. Yep. It's kind of blurry. Yep. And as far as what TMZ stands for, television. Movies and uh, television and movie zone. <laughs> right. And I like that. I do think you're right with Harvey. Is it? Okay. I think Harvey's right. Because I wrote down Larry, but Harvey looks better. Okay. You don't think that's his last name, do you? It's quite possibly a last name. I I really got big yeah. old sack of nothing. <laughs> Harvey sack of nothing. <laughs> Sounds like an answer. <laughs> right. Actually, Harvey let's, paparazzi. Let's, uh, actually, let's just go Harvey just in case it is his last name. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna say Harvey for the last name uh, for the for the name and then television movie zone for the bonus, even though I'm not sh- I don't know. Man, I cared so little about this question. <laughs> I, cared, I cared so little about this question that my answer for the bonus was the most viewed. <laughs> okay, I realized after the fact that's not a Z, dude. <laughs> I guess Kardashian for uh, for TMZ. Okay. Uh, All right. That's not a bad guess. Actually. I know he did something in Hollywood. All right. So uh, TMZ was found. You're right. Uh, he is actually still on People's Court. Okay. His, his name is Harvey Levin. Oh! 
<laughs> Harvey Levin. You were close. And uh, TMZ stands for 30 Mile Zone. Oh, wow. Oh, Hollywood. This is, it's a, yeah, it, it, it denotes kind of the, the major area in Hollywood that, where they do filming. And it has a lot of labor laws attached to it. So okay. if you're doing work inside of that zone, the pay scale is different and the requirements for what you have to provide. Like you have to provide if you're outside of that zone, you're filming, you have to provide meals for the actors and you have to pay them more and stuff like that. Gotcha. Okay. All right, Jonathan, what's the scores going into the final round? Going into the final round, the score is 110 for Kira and Chris to 95 for little old me. Ben, what do we got for the gauntlet? Your category for the gauntlet is The Walking Dead. That is how I feel after hearing that category name. (laughs) Preach. (laughs) My wager's locked in. All right. We're locked in. Okay. Here are your gauntlet questions. Number one. Zombie is a 1994 hit by what band? Are you locked in, Jonathan? Oh, yeah. Sorry. We're locked in. All right. Second question. What is rule number one in the movie Zombieland? (laughs) By the way, this is such a freaking awesome movie. Never seen it. I saw it once. I'm locked in. Okay. We're locked in. Final question. The origin of the word zombie refers to an animated corpse raised by magical means and is derived from the folklore of what country? All right, I'm locked in. Locked in. All right. Let's go back. Zombie is a 1994 hit by what band? I said that favorite fruit of everybody, the cranberries. We did too. Yep, the cranberries. All right. What is rule number one in the movie Zombieland? Don't see the movie Zombieland. <laughs> is that your answer? <laughs> no, I said oh. if it moves, kill it. Okay. That actually might be close, as a matter of fact. It's a decent rule. Yeah. Uh, we wrote down run. All right. And the origin of the word zombie refers to an animated corpse raised by magical means and is derived from the folklore of what country? I said Haiti. Okay. Uh, no, does, that sound, does that sound familiar to you now? We wrote down well, Greece. A little bit. Okay. All right. So, Zombie is a 1994 hit by the Cranberries. Zombie. I love that song. It was a fantastic, it was way better than their first song, Linger. Just like, yeah. That's good. Linger was good. It was I good. Linger. But I did too. I, I'm not saying Linger wasn't good, but Zombie was amazing. All right. I, I appreciate, I Fair respect enough. what grunge did for music, but I don't understand grunge music, so I don't comment on it. Um, I wouldn't call yeah. the Cranberries no, grunge, I'm dude. Right there it's you. all the same to me, bro. I, I can't. <laughs> it's all in the same pot. All, he's like, all white music sounds the same, dude. It's just, I mean, I can, I can distinguish punk music a little bit, but nah, not much. All Number right. two. Uh, rule number one in the movie Zombieland is cardio. Oh, cardio. Okay. I mean, I mean, running, running's cardio. Yeah, yeah right? it's a type of cardio. <laughs> it's a type of cardio. <laughs> yeah, sp- sprinting is running, but it's not cardio. All right. And the origin of the word zombie refers to an animated corpse raised by magical means. It is derived from the folklore of the country where voodoo comes from, and that is Haiti. All right. Wow. Uh, voodoo. Now I remember now. Okay. Now so- I re- so we were both wrong. Now it comes down to wagers. All right. Well, uh, 
I wagered 16 points. 16, okay. The minimum I could wager and still beat you if I got it right and you bet zero. I didn't feel confident going in. Uh, so I'm going to finish with 79 points. All right. If you wagered more than 31 points, I will be the winner. Okay. Carol, tell them. We wagered 14 points. Boom! Boom. Yeah. Boom! Who earns? Who earns? You said you, said you <laughs> ragered. We ragered, raging. Ragered. We were raging it. We raged against the machine. 14 <laughs> points. Yeah, yeah. All right. So... With a final score of 96 to 79, the winners of tonight's game are Kira and Chris. Thank you for getting me back on the win streak. I appreciate it. Uh, We made a good team, Chris. We made a good team. Yes, we did. You did really, really well together. All right. Kira, do you have a chance to stick around with us while we read a couple of reviews? Oh, absolutely. All right. Here we go. First up, this is, oh, my God. We're only reading one. It's a little lengthy. It's a bit lengthy. Here we go. This review is by Tazariah. And Tazariah says it's hard just to get the salutations right. Dear Jonathan, Chris, Carmela, and Ben, I probably should have written a review some time ago. I'm a huge fan, a member of the TWA, and I'm in the Facebook group. The reason I have not written a review before now is that every time I have tried, I've struggled getting started because I didn't know how to properly address you all based on how highly I think of each of you. I ultimately decided that the only fair thing to do was to go by show appearance seniority. The gentleman in me was demanding that I list Carmela first as she is truly the first lady of the group in every sense of the word. Classy, strong, brilliant, funny, and so lovely inside and out. The first show I ever heard was the one when she responded to someone who is inappropriately inappropriately critical of her laughter. Carmela and Jonathan handled the situation with such grace and yet such intelligent conviction that it made me instantly respect and admire them both. Every time I have heard her laugh since then, it warms my heart and I almost always laugh out loud with her and the guys. By the way, I have nicknamed my son Canada Mick Maple Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mick Maple for short, because on the day I heard that episode, he burnt some bacon while trying to impress his girlfriend with how well he could make her breakfast, and the smoke alarm went off in the entire apartment complex. <laughs> wow, man, that's bad. Yep. Right on. Using kindness as the measuring stick would put Chris right at the top. Some people may see him or hear him as a little gruff. But those are the folks who are only using their ears and not their minds and hearts. And listening with your mind and heart is what makes the show so awesome. Even though from time to time you may struggle with a pronunciation or two, something I find endearing, honest, and beautifully transparent, his intelligence and wit are surpassed by his strong spirit of altruism and kindness, as well as his convictions of his clear faith. He is obviously comfortable in his own skin and therefore inspires me to be more comfortable in mine. If I used honor as my barometer, Ben would have been listed first. He has so much respect for each person who plays this game and for the game itself, and he is always appropriately humble and fair as a leader when he hosts. He's also full of esteem and regard for his teammates and his competition when he plays. He claims he's only good for three answers, but when I tune in, he always gives so much more. And then there's Jonathan, the glue that holds the masterpiece together. If I listed my salutations based on reliability, Jonathan would be the king of the hill. Sometimes he's an entertainer. Sometimes he's a friend. 
Sometimes he's the annoying older brother or dad that outwardly annoys us and inside we cherish, but always he's there for you in any way that he can be. That has been made clear time and time and time again on the Facebook page and during the broadcast. It is so fascinating to listen to Jonathan alter his words, emotions, and attitude in just the right way based on the needs of the moment. If you follow the show at all, you know what I mean. I know he prides himself on his smarts. That's nothing compared to his genuine and reliable soul. As with most things in life, and especially with this review, it really doesn't matter how you start, just how you finish. For me, the bottom line is that I came for the trivia, I stayed for the fun, I committed for the army, I was made to feel welcome and, and at home in this community, and so here I will stay. There is no way I can just pick one of you, so Team TWA, kindly and with blessings to all, Tazariah Wolf. Wow. 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 That's amazing. Oh, that's oh, I got chills. Man. I, I got chills. I, I can accomplish anything now. I'm good. <laughs> that is just awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wow. I, they're multiplying. I know, for real. <laughs> and I'm losing control. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you so much, Tazariah. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna, that's, we're just gonna leave it with that. Amen. I don't want it, anything don't to compete need, no, with that one. No, uh, that was beautiful. Well put, mm-hmm. my friend. Well put. Thank you. What a great name too. It is, isn't it? Yes. And your nickname could be Taz. There you go. Which I love. Now it's time to do our promotions in the Trivial Warfare Army. First up, we have Jamie Corwin. Jamie has joined as a new lieutenant. Thank you, Jamie. Joshua Sack has joined us as a new lieutenant. Welcome, Joshua. Thank you. Paul Richardson has joined us as a new lieutenant. Thank you, Paul. It was uh, it was great reading your review the other day. I really appreciate that. Emily Vera has joined us as a new lieutenant colonel. Thank you so much, Emily. That's fantastic. Melody Courtney has joined us as a new captain. Welcome and thank you, Melody. I appreciate you. Patrick Chin is a new lieutenant in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thank you, Patrick. Sarah Fish has promoted herself from lieutenant to captain. That's awesome. Thank you, Captain Fish. Tony Nur has joined us as a new captain as well. Thank you, Tony. Eric Phillip is joining us as a new captain. Welcome, Eric. Thank you. Katie Thompson is a new lieutenant. That's awesome. Thanks, Katie. Ali Musso has joined us as a new sergeant. Thank you so much, Ali. It's great to hear from you. Oliver Banta is a new lieutenant. Thank you, Oliver. Ryan Weller is a new lieutenant. That's awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Joseph Antonoro has joined us as a new lieutenant as well. Welcome, Joseph. Uh, Welcome also to Daniel J. Pace, who has joined us as a new lieutenant. Kevin Arrow is a new lieutenant. Thank you so much, Kevin. Liam Smith is a new lieutenant, and he's joined us at $5.14. So there's some significance there that I'm not aware of. (laughs) Thanks, Liam. Uh, welcome to Lieutenant Colonel Peter Bowling. Thank you so much, Peter. That's awesome. Daniel Babuska has joined us as a new lieutenant. Thank you so much, Daniel. Jared Wingert has joined us as a new lieutenant. He's at 501. Uh, I don't know what the significance there is, but I do love that game of darts. Thanks, Jared. Amanda Piscopeo has promoted herself from lieutenant to captain. Thanks, Amanda. Stephen Fairley is a new private. Welcome, Stephen. Adam Ramos is a new lieutenant. Thanks so much, Adam. Justin Sugg is a new lieutenant. Thank you, Justin. Welcome to Paul Osborne, who's a new captain. Thanks, Paul. 
Uh, this next one, I kind of guilted into this. I don't feel bad at all. Troy Aikman, Carrie Tucker, is a Doberman. He's a fantastic Doberman. He's Lauren Carey's Doberman, and he didn't want to be one-upped by Rutherford the Bassett. So Troy Aikman, Carrie Tucker, is now a member of the Trivial Warfare Army. And Lauren, I can't wait to see Troy in the beret that I sent over. So uh, I want to see pictures, or it didn't happen. Welcome to Robert Mitlicky. Thank you so much, Robert. You are a new lieutenant in the Trivial Warfare Army. Lee Guffey has joined us as a new captain. Thank you so much, Lee. Massachusetts Representative Susanna Whips has joined us as a new major in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thank you so much, Susanna. Jeffrey Now has joined us as a new captain in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. Mitchell Locken is a new lieutenant in the TWA. Thank you, Mitchell. Neil Evans is a new lieutenant. Thank you, Neil. Kelly, no last name, has joined us as a new lieutenant. Thanks, Kelly. Uh, Elizabeth Vinson has promoted herself from captain to lieutenant colonel. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. That's fantastic. Jonathan Robinson has joined us as a new lieutenant. Jonathan, you you must be an intelligent and good-looking person based on your name. Thank you so much. Brooke Mulliken has joined us as a new major in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thank you so much, Brooke. Gregory Wirtjes has joined us as a new lieutenant. Thank you, Gregory. Madison Logger has joined us as a new lieutenant as well. Thank you so much, Madison. Kate Hagerman has promoted herself from lieutenant to captain. That's awesome, Kate. Thank you. Scott Gregg has promoted himself from major to lieutenant colonel. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Scott. Andrea Peace has joined us as a new captain. Thank you, Andrea. Ben Sundin has joined us as a new lieutenant colonel. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Ben. Kevin Thomas has promoted himself from sergeant to lieutenant. Thanks, Kevin. Darwin Hannon has joined us as a new lieutenant in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thank you, Darwin. Laura Rowling is a new lieutenant in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thanks, Laura. And last but not least, Jody Steele just this morning has joined us as a new lieutenant in the Trivial Warfare Army. You guys are amazing. I mean, just amazing. Thank you all so much. If you want to be like these awesome people and sign up for the Trivial Warfare Army and make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go to TrivialWarfareArmy.com. And remember, this is the last week to get some swag with the unique artwork that I talked about earlier in the show. Thank you guys so much. All right, Kira, before we get out of here, I'd like to give you a chance to do any shout outs that you want or to say hello to people or even to promote a cause if you want to. So the floor is yours. Yeah. Um, So I've got a shout out. Hi, mom. Um, my mom. mom also says to tell Jonathan that she, oh, let me get the word right. She is your number one California hippie something. Nice. Like yes. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, my mom is on the, the Facebook group a lot. Um, and then I wanted to shout out just a few causes, um, kind of touched on it at the beginning of being um, kind of here for the animals. And uh, at time of recording, I don't know when this is going to go out, but October the 6th is National Penguin Awareness Day. Um, and if you happen to find yourself 
near Vallejo, California and Northern California and you want to hop by Six Flags Discovery Kingdom, we will be raising money um, to help the conservation of the African penguin. Um, not a lot of people know that they are an endangered species. And we will be sending off uh, as much money as we can possibly raise to an organization called San Cobb that is down in uh the southern tip of South Africa, and they're doing a lot of great things to help preserve the penguin population, um, as well as just doing any research in, in into how you can help preserve any of our animal populations. There are numerous amounts of animals going in, extinct on a daily basis, and more and more are entering the uh, endangered species list. Um, and it's just we try to create as much awareness as possible in facilities like the one I work at, like most zoos. And when you are looking for an organization to send your money to, just kind of take a look out. You know, if your organization has a big billboard, your money might not be actually going to the animal. So do your research. Um, there are many, many organizations out there that are doing just as much as possible to make sure that in the time of my great grandkids, there are still animals out there in the wild, and that's where we want them to stay and remain. So, yeah, that's my 10 cents of my lifelong goal. Fantastic. Well said. Awesome. Thank you, Kira. And it's also been completely awesome hanging out with you, gentlemen. This was so much fun. The pleasure's been ours. So Absolutely. glad you could make it on. Yeah. And that is going to wrap us up. So for Kira, for Ben, and for Chris, I'm Jonathan, and this has been another episode of Trivial Warfare, where it's not just trivia, it's war. Bye, guys. Take care, everybody. See you. Thank you for listening to Trivial Warfare. To learn more about the show and become a warhead yourself, visit TrivialWarfare.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or in any other good podcast app. And find us on Facebook or Twitter by searching Trivial Warfare. Warm It Up was written and performed by Matthew Stevens. This episode was edited and produced by me, Joel Sharpton. If you need help with your podcast, find it at propodcastingservices.com. Jonathan, with that mixer, are you sending it back or can we go office space on it? I was just about to ask you that. Oh, yes! Ah, that's a dollar mixer. All uh, the more pleasure I'm, you get from it by destroying it's it. Hard I'm it. getting it replaced. Okay, if right. you touch it, I will destroy you. I'm not going to touch it. I'm just going to put a baseball bat to it several dozen times. <laughs> with, with heavy gangster music being played in the background. <laughs> oh my gosh, how amazing would that be to just go to town on that thing with a couple baseball bats? I'm... I, that weighs like 80 pounds, dude. I bet you you would hurt yourself before you hurt it. Yeah, but I would still have fun. You might knock the knobs off, but you wouldn't knock the dust off. <laughs> too many jokes, too little time. All right. All right. Well, nobody's going to hear any of that, by the way. <laughs> I know. Um, maybe at the end of the show. <laughs> so I, I have to say this now that I'm talking about it. I told my wife that, well, first of all, I want to get cremated, but if she doesn't cremate me at the wake when they're viewing my body, I want um, the Outcast song so fresh and so clean playing as people are walking in. Nobody <laughs> wants to be posed like this. I'm just so fresh. So Vince, Vince can be laying his coffin like this. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, terrible. Oh. Oh. Double birds. Would it will be double that. birds, but I will be in the Wakanda Forever pose if she doesn't cremate me. Yeah. I, told, I totally want Outcast playing when I walk in. That would be the freshest thing ever. 
Nobody's crying at my funeral. Are you kidding me? Anyway, all right. So you right about that. You're fi- <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, thank Ooh. God. I was waiting for him to leave. He just got crotchetier as he got older. <laughs> and he started off pretty crotchety. I'm getting cooler as I get older. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, Stingy Benji. All right. <laughs> Why are you bringing up old stuff? You are making me sad right now. Chris, give me a musical accompaniment. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Wow. More cowbell. At the score. At the score. <laughs> at the score. Do, 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 do. So, yeah, monkey. So, okay. tiger baby monkey. <laughs> it's it's, it's tiger, a monkey. What's the, what, what tiger was, baby monkey. Yeah. What oh, was yeah. the first one? Uh, what was the right animal for the Mountain Dew commercial? Uh, oh, was it tiger? Was it tiger? It wasn't baby tiger, but it was no. something baby monkey. Yeah. Pug, spider? Is it spider baby no, I think monkey? It was a, I think it was a pug, wasn't it? No, oh man, I know what you're talking about though. It's just baby, baby monkey pug, baby puggy monkey. I don't know. Uh, hit me, baby, one more time. Name the R and B artist and rockin'. Sorry. <laughs> oh baby, baby. How was I supposed to know? Yes. Oh. Zombie is a drink that made Ben throw up on my carpet. Oh, it wasn't a zombie made me throw up. Whatever. I th- I it, it was, was a zombie else. on top of all the rest it of it. It was Everclear. I th- yeah, I was going to say, I remember the term Everclear because I was like, why would anybody want to drink something called Everclear? Yeah, but, yeah, but he'd switched over and drank half a bottle of premixed zombie. Oh, I don't know what that is. Or as but he God said, it. zombie. <laughs> Well, a splash of Everclear. Well, a splash of Everclear. Hello, Jonathan. You're listening to the cool, cool nasal stylings of Carmel Smith.